What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, everybody, welcome back to the first episode of what we're calling, what do we call it, the quarantine special? I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> we're, we're cranking out more episodes as we're stuck at home, but we're going to keep doing it. Anyway, uh, breaking away from our regular binge episodes, we saw the Pixar movie Onward in its home release. Yeah, pretty good movie. My name's Harrison. I'm Kelton. And I'm Cade. Let's get to it. Yeah, and uh, this week we're going to kind of keep the whole thing spoiler-free until kind of halfway through we've, we'll drop the spoiler wall and we'll let you know when we do. So if you haven't seen this movie, feel free to keep listening and just, you know, see if it's worth a watch. All right, that's going to start us off with our two cents. So this is going to be two minutes. We all get two minutes each. This is going to be spoiler-free. There will be no spoilers. We just talk two, about for two minutes about what we liked about the movie, our initial impression, and whatnot. So, Katie, you got my timer going? Yes. You are... Go. Alright, so um, I went into this movie with very low expectations. For some reason, I just wasn't very excited. I was honestly low-key kind of bored thinking about it. But I was very pleasantly surprised. Like, this does live up to your typical Pixar movie of where it is very, very heartwarming. Um, I was surprised, like, how touched I was. Normally I'm not into, like, like touchy-feely movies, but this one did get to me at the end. Uh, so this movie, like, brought me back to being a little kid again just because it's full of, like, magic, you know? Like, watching... Um, you know, they're like being unicorns and magicians and stuff. And like, um, it was very cool because it kind of had a play of like modern times. Like, you feel like you're living in the, you know, in 2020, but also there's like, oh, magic. And it was very cool to see how they like integrated the two of them together. So it made a lot of fun to watch for that reason. Um, gosh, it's so hard not to get into spoilers. But um, I would definitely recommend this movie. 
um, especially if you've always loved, like, typical Disney movies, Pixar movies, um, because it's just a good, happy movie. Like, if you're a kid or adult or whatever, if you like a good, you know, happy-feeling movie, this is definitely for you, um, as Pixar always does, but... Um, it was surprisingly hilarious. I was laughing out loud. I had to like pause the movie twice because it was so dang funny. Um, I'm sure it's not like super funny the entire way. It's more of like chuckle kind of things, but there were two moments where I was dying. Like I had to stop because it was so dang funny. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would definitely, if you haven't seen this movie, uh, I would like, I would recommend paying money to go see this movie or like renting it or something. Cause it was that fun for me. All right, nice take. I like that. All right, I'll go next. So this movie, oh, I first saw the movie. I was like, this looks so lame. Like, <laughs> this is this has got magic in it, and they're trying to bring their dad back from who knows what, and his pants is the only thing that showed up, and let's go find the rest <laughs> of them. I'm like, this sounds so lame. I, I don't know if I want to see it. And, and so my wife, Sam, she's, she's like, I really want to see this. Let's go watch Onward. I'm like, ah, I don't want to go. <laughs> but I go anyway. And I'm like, and the movie starts off and it's like, it's just kind of cool seeing the whole world of, that they, they create, they created. And so that, that was, that was really fun. Cause I wanted to see how they depicted certain like monsters and stuff. But then as the movie went on, I was like, okay, so this was different than what I, than what I expected and I I was very grateful for that cuz at least we need some, some some weird load of crap so I'm I'm really happy about that but I want to point out like the foreshadowing and lighting editing and and like oh my gosh cinematography is actually I noticed stuff I was like oh shoot that was Dang, I was some, I was like pretty big, or that was, I didn't notice that this, this this third time around, but it was like, oh, and there was one detail I want to point out after about Barley, um, the older older brother that I was like, I don't know how I missed this detail, but I did. But um, overall, this movie is, man, it blew my expectations out of the water, but it was like, I know it was, it's just fun to watch. I love the commentary because it's got Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt and Tom Holland in it, and I don't remember any of the, any anybody else, but that's that's all he remember. But anyway, this movie is so good. I recommend it. I want to buy this movie because it's just so good. Because I I can see my kids watch this over and over again. Yeah, man, I agree with everything you guys said. So I'll just kind of go next and repeat everything you said. But yeah, very 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 similar things. Where like I didn't really have huge expectations for this, and like. I knew it was a Pixar movie, but like seeing trailers and thinking about it, it felt more like a Disney movie than a Pixar movie. Like, especially like that with a new Pixar movie, Soul, coming out. Like, that seems very Pixar y. And this just felt like a weird Disney fairy tale enchanted story. And, uh, but I wanted to see it because I like the cast and I like Pixar. And I was like, whatever, I'll, I'll give them. Um, and then we didn't get a chance to see it in theaters before the quarantine. But anyway, so my wife and I watched it together and instantly like it just starts it's so good like the animation the lighting the world building like everything that you know and love of pixar is just done so perfectly at the beginning but then it really like all the other things like the emotion behind it the heartwarmingness like the characters that you just instantly fall in love with but also like the humor it's all there like it definitely delivers 
And like my wife, she's normally not somebody who's like touched by movies emotionally. I mean, she is sometimes, but not a ton, particularly movies like this. And then like with the first five minutes, she was crying. And then like constantly throughout the movie, she, yeah, she just like, she really, there was like a big connection between her and Ian, the character played by Tom Holland. And so like constantly throughout the movie, I'd have to like pause it because she was crying so hard. I'm like, it's okay. Like it's going to get better. <laughs> but, but then at the end, like I was in tears too. And like, I was not expecting to be, to enjoy this movie as much as I did, like just on an enjoyment level, but also to like be as impressed and touched emotionally as I was. Cause like, I mean, I know we have a whole segment of our podcast where we talk about that, but like, I'm not really like into that type of movie. Like I like trying to drag that out of movies, but I'm not into movies like that, if that makes sense. And I was not expecting it from this movie, but it was a pleasant surprise. And it's just a ton of fun. It's funny. The voice acting is perfect. Like any Pixar movie, it's just so fun to enjoy. Yes, I totally recommend this movie. So yeah, that's all I have to say, really. Yeah, yeah pretty solid all the way it's, around. It's so much harder without getting into spoilers. Everything, it is. It really everything is. Everything I say is so it. generic. We're, try, we're trying to, we're trying to pay you know, some respects to her because this movie is very recent and we're trying not to like just throw everything out the window and spoil it all. Maybe you guys enjoy, enjoy us doing that, but we're for this time we're going to try, try out you know, a little, little less spoilers, be more considerate, I guess. But Yeah, um, yeah we... We will drop the spoiler wall later and get into them, but kind of like for the first half of these main segments, people who are deciding if they should or should not watch it will we'll keep it spoiler-free. So, <clears throat> next segment is Pick Your Poison, yes? Yes. Yes, this point where we pick what we what we want to do with this movie, whether we can just watch it and move on with our lives or, I don't know, go on Disney Plus to watch it, rent it, spend a couple bucks, or actually try to buy it. For me, I totally buy this movie, you know, and I, I feel bad that I was so skeptical. Then again, then again, when I, like, back in the day when Gardens of the Galaxy was, like, there was a trailer for it before it was released, I was, I look, it looks, I hated it. It looked stupid. So, my word may not mean anything, but I want, I'll buy it. Dope. Um, for me, I would, this ranks for me... Um, probably right at the rent, um, our second highest, uh, ranking because just because I'm not, I don't buy a lot of movies in the first place, but then, uh, movies I do buy, they're ones I absolutely, absolutely love. Not saying that this one's bad, but it's still really good. I'm just not the guy who goes out and buys like Disney movies, so, or Pixar movies. So I would definitely rent this movie. It's worth spending the money in my opinion. I'm the exact opposite of Kilton. I'm the type of person that just buys like every movie, whether it's great or okay. I just, <laughs> it's just something that I do. Uh, but yeah, I would definitely buy this movie. I almost pre-ordered it, but mainly because like seeing how much my wife really enjoyed it, like there's not that many movies that like both of us feel the same love and appreciation for. So when those do come along, I got to get those as soon as I can. And it's like, I mean, I don't have any kids now, but I will in the future. And it's definitely a movie I want my kids to be able to yeah, see. I, I so, yeah, I had a thought of like, I, I should start collecting some movies that my kids are going to want to watch, you know? Because you can't just always rely on a streaming service. I will say, though, if you're, like, at home and you're wanting, like, you're looking for a movie to watch during your stream, this movie's on Disney+, Plus, which, if you haven't signed up for already, it's, like, eight bucks, but I think you get, like, a week free. This is worth the eight bucks. Like, on top of everything else great on Disney+, Plus, this is definitely worth, I mean, it's definitely worth the renting price of, like, 20 bucks it is to rent on a video on demand, but Disney+, Plus. Just sign up. Go watch the movie. It is so worth it. Solid. 
Heck yeah. All right. That, so that's kind of like our next segment here. Does it live up? Which is like, it's not as you know, kind of sharing our thing. expectations. Yeah, it's uh, it's only when one of us, at least one of us, has not seen the movie, um, which Kelton and I had not previous to this, and we kind of mainly talked about it in our two cents. But in essence, like we talk about what our reason for picking this movie was, and then did it live up to our expectations? Uh, I'll go first. I, we picked this movie just because it was a recent movie and it was on Disney Plus, and I thought it'd be a fun one to kind of start with. Um, my expectations, I already kind of shared, they were pretty low. Did it live up to them? It highly exceeded them. Just repeating what I said earlier. <laughs> yeah um for me i would say if you want to watch this movie don't watch the trailers for some reason the trailers don't really send like the right message or give a good vibe for the movie it, i like watching it's, it's weird like kate said you know you see in the trailers there's these two guys who look like elves they're blue and there's a dude with like pants just like running around there's no upper half and you're like what the freak is going on? it just it comes off as weird because you don't know like the context of the movie so i'd say in it definitely exceeded expectations. Part of it, they were they were lowered from the trailer. So I think if you went in going with a better like open mind of not having watched the trailers, I think it would help your overall experience. Of it, like the movie almost but redirected. It, but it definitely did exceed the hype. Um, the movie almost redirected your expectations. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it definitely laid out the context, but I mean, like any movie would, you actually know what's going on. But the trailers were just kind of weird. The like scenes they used for them. I just was left confused and felt like it was a strange movie, but I would, de- yeah, it definitely exceeded expectations here. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the end of the spoiler wall here. We're going to move on to our other segments, but if you have not seen the movie, don't keep listening. We don't want to ruin for you. It's way better if you don't know what's going is on. Is it that spoiler warning is in effect? Yes. Spoiler walls drop. So if you have not seen the movie, go sign up for Disney Plus, watch the movie, come back, listen to the main episode for everybody else. On to the regular scheduled program. Okay, future Harrison jumping in here super quick because the time is drawing near for the end of Podchaser's reviews for good. On uh, April 16th, they are not going to be accepting, I mean, they'll still accept reviews, but they're not going to go towards the donation. So Podchaser, if you don't know, is often referred to as the IMDB of podcasts, and it's a place where you can re- leave reviews, which we would appreciate if you do. Um, but yeah, leaving a review, any review you leave on any episode or podcast, whether it's The Basement Binge or any other podcast, a chaser will donate to Meals on Wheels, which is an organization that helps donate to those in need, getting meals to deliver to them at home, which is a huge thing that can help out those strongly affected by the coronavirus, those elderly people at risk. So yeah, leave us a review. We would appreciate it. The link to that is in the top of the show notes, or just go to podchaser.com and leave a review on any podcast you listen to. We would appreciate the podcast, but it's also going to do a lot of good for the world, and it's pretty simple. So, yeah, sorry for jumping in there. Back to the regular scheduled program. Finally, dude. This is a hard movie to not get into details, man. All right, first things first. We have our section, which is binge points. Normally, with other movies, you're doing, like, Easter eggs. This movie isn't necessarily, like, queued up to have, like, a bunch of Easter eggs. So we're going to use this time... To just talk about, like, cool things in the movie, things we enjoyed, um, just anything like that. So, let's start dying to say this. Okay, number one, it took me three, three times to watch this movie to, three times to watch this movie to realize Barley has a cast. You did? You didn't hand. notice that? <laughs> I didn't even realize he had that. I was like, what? What? 
didn't you notice? You didn't notice? He had a cast yeah. on. So he had that yeah, one his left that, that hand, hand had a on cast. his arm. It's like spikes on it. His other hand, it's a straight up cast. You can see it's around his thumb, just like a normal cast, and it's black. It's, it's the reason because it was it was black. That's what threw it threw me off because casts are usually like a different color. And it was totally a cast, and I didn't realize that until like, like there was even like I was halfway through the movie, and he had he was like. When he was growing up, like he was shrunken down, and he was like growing, growing back to his normal size. That's where I saw. I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's a freaking cast!" How did I not realize Wait, that? Why does he have a cast? It broke See, his hand or See, wrist or something. Was, actually, the, this is what I was going to point out, and I was going to talk about it, and then thinking about what I was going to say about it, I realized like that's one of the things. Like the movie, he just has a cast. Like what happened? Broke his wrist, his arm. I don't know, but he's got a cast. And then at the end of the movie, he doesn't have a cast, which is like a good way to show the passage of time. At the end, like when his van is fixed and like the kind of happily ever after his cast is gone. But like what I was going to say was like it, he has a cast. It's never mentioned, never explained, never drawn attention to. And then the end is just gone like normal. Like it's just kind of like it makes it feel like they're just living their normal life. But then at the same time, and I'll get into this and more and fall in. I feel like it's a really good like super poignant symbolism like Barley was a little bit broken. And then through the experience he went to, he was mended. And, like, I just, like, and I didn't realize that. Like, watching the movie was like, oh, cool. He had a cast and now it's off. Like, that's kind of cool. Like, just really good, like, lived in characters. And then getting ready for the podcast, I was like, I was just going to mention how he he had a cast that was never drawn attention to. And I was like, well, why? Like, what's the purpose, the purpose, the purpose of having a cast? And then I was like, well, maybe that's why. It's, it's like a really, really good symbolism. Wow. Dude, that's that's really cool. It kind of like makes me appreciate like subtle details like that. That when like they don't explicitly like show it or explain it in the movie, it just like makes it that more like what's the word? Um, I don't know, like well thought out or something. Just because it like wraps it up pretty good, you know? Yeah. Okay, here's another detail that I got. So remember the gelatinous cube? It's green, right? <laughs> So they're on a quest and they're about to go on the free or the speedway or a different direction. And they're explaining like which way they should go. And oh my gosh, Ian is like, we should go this way. It's faster because we have more time for our dad and stuff. And Barley's like, hey, if you get, if you get swallowed by a gelatinous cube, right? He says that the light turns green immediately, right? As he says that it's like, boom, green. And like that shines their their faces into like a green light i was like oh that's foreshadowing that was that was that was subtle i thought that was cool i thought the movie was so good at foreshadowing like how it made a joke like uh barley at the beginning was showing his book and it was talking to the centaur the cop whatever his name is and he's like centaurs used to be able to run 70 miles an hour and then when like they drive off in the car he runs like two feet and he's like (gasps) like just stupid things like there is so much just like Point out loud, like, reveal later. And, like, a lot of the time it was for humor, but it was just done in good ways. And there were some others that I don't remember, but they were did a really good job of that. Oh, yeah. Like, especially, like, watching Ian, like, learn to be a magician. And we see him, like, struggle with these spells, but then at the end when he's fighting the dragon, like, he's just, like, whipping around like crazy. Like, yeah, Ian, like, this is sick. I got yeah. chills. But... Like, when he's fighting the dragon at the end and he's, like, running on the steps, like, to the point where he even, like, slides on the invisible bridge. 
I was like, that was so cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm curious, though, Kelton, what were the two scenes that made you laugh so hard you had to pause it? All right, all right, okay. Okay, they're, they're my favorite scenes, like... Oh, okay, no, okay, you can save them for then. You can save them for then. Okay, yeah, yeah, we're going to wait for those. <laughs> Even now, dude, they're just solid. I love those scenes. Um, so, so uh, some Easter, or, like, binge points that I, I noticed. Um, <clears throat> I don't like, if you guys saw in, oh, my, Guinevere, is that the name of the van? Yeah. Okay. Um, just something I noticed, like, on the first Guinevere one... Right when they get out of the car, I can't remember what scene it is, but they're, like, right above the tire, like, written on the side, and, like, tiny lettering, it says, like, Valor. And I was like, dude, that is just so sick. Like, these tiny things that kind of, like, give you that whole, like, quest kind of Dungeons & Dragons feel of just, like, we're going on an adventure, let's go get this, and just, like, I don't know. It was just, like, a subtle hint, like, he just writes Valor on his car, and I was like, okay, that's pretty cool, I like that. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. I, I have a bunch of others, but they're kind of like my favorite scenes and relate to Fallen, so I'm saving them. But uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Oh, and then another Easter egg, or not Easter egg, but binge point. Um, like we kind of mentioned with like the foreshadowing, so they keep getting like splinters, and then at the end he oh, like loses one, his yeah. staff, right? And then he pulls out his splinters. They, oh, every fiber there's magic, and then he like uses the spell to like grow it into like his own staff now. So now it's even more personal. But then he like uses that staff to do the arcane lightning, and you're just like what? Oh, it's so, so yeah, cool. Definitely, like, I would say this movie used, like, every opportunity, like, every scene I would feel like was setting something up to down, setting something else up down the road. Yeah, not a single moment was, like, a waste of detail. Oh, yeah, like, even just this small interaction when um, they go to get the Manticore's sword. And so she's like, okay, 10 bucks. And then she's like, oh, the, like, the most, the one-of-a-kind sword in all the land. And then the lady's like, oh, actually, it's 10,000, you know, because it's one-of-a-kind sword in all the land. And she's like, you can't do that. And she's like, I just did. And then literally, like, 10 seconds later, when she gets stung in the neck by Manticore and she falls down, she's like, oh, you can't take the sword. And she's like, I just did. Like, it's, like, <laughs> completely, like, thrown around, you know? Like, every, I feel like every scene was used in some way to set something up, which I think goes you know hats off to like the directors and everyone involved with the movie because they're just setting it up so it's like every scene is fun you know it's just kind of like a quick mini throwback shout out to whatever they're throwing back and so it, it just made it cool to watch yeah my this one i'll point out this movie really just was like the great quest movie like it really mm -hmm. like i was not expecting to feel like i was on an epic quest in a pixar movie and it really did feel that way but also like everything you love about a pixar movie it's just everything was balanced really really well yeah, I agree. So, but I don't have any others. Alright, dope. We ready to move on to the next one? I think so. Okay. Oh, Liz, I like, I'm going to enjoy this, scene, this this section. Least and likes. Least favorite scenes and favorite scenes. Start with least favorite scenes. Okay. I, there's a, there's a scene, and it's during the almost the beginning of it. And it's the point where, right before, is it right before he goes to school? I think so. He has a tape recording of his dad, and he, like, pretends to be on a phone call with him. Oh, yeah. That was... I mean, I understand. I mean, as a kid, when you miss out on things and things that you don't have that other one, everyone else does, you can do things that will... You want to impersonate or pretend or just because you want that so bad because you feel left out or just feel sad in general. And so I understand the reasoning why he did it, but I just felt it just felt weird. 
and it, I was like, this is kind of an awkward scene, you know? <laughs> it's like things you do when no one's when you no one's around, you do stuff, you know? And it's like, I sh- to me, I didn't want to, I shouldn't have seen that, him do that, because I was just weird. <laughs> you know, I gotta actually, Kate, I agree with you here, that was my least favorite scene, because it felt like I was watching, like I should have been like, watching is like kind of turn away you know like i'm not supposed to be here kind of especially the part like he's he's having the co- like like you said kate i see how it's critical to the movie how it sets up like ian's character arc and shows like how badly he's hurting and stuff but it like there's the part when he's like talking with his dad, he's like oh i was thinking maybe we could and then his dad's like okay bye and he's like oh and i was like oh oh whoa <laughs> it was like oh that's like part of because like i felt horrible you're like oh man that is so sad but it was all just like oh oh why why did that happen <laughs> so yeah i it's the, it's, it's the tape i don't know how he got caught all away with it <laughs> you totally just ran away with it you're just like frick dude like that is seriously way sad forgetting he's like almost forgetting this gravity kind of a thing i like, guess like it's a tape, dude. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know, he he just barely turned sixteen. He just he gets caught up. You know, he really really misses his dad. He really idolizes him. It's like his hero and stuff. But still, it's like it was a little too much for me. I think if they played it down a little more, it would have been okay. But that was my least favorite scene. No, I had a different least favorite one. My least favorite was at the end when they come back. Like, they make it through the gauntlet, and then they, like, come up through the manhole cover, and they're back at the high school. And uh, Ian, like, blows up at Barley and, like, yells at him. He's like, if I wouldn't have listened to you, like, you chose wrong. Like, it almost felt like a little cliche, like, typical movie. Like, the hero learns a lesson but isn't quite applied yet, so he makes one more mistake, and then making the mistake, he realizes it's just wrong and, like, fixes his actions. Like, he totally did that. Totally fits, like, the quest movie type thing. But it kind of felt unnatural for all the growth that Ian had gone through. Like, it almost felt like it was forced. I was, like, I was thrown when he said that. Like, I understand why he'd be confused. But, like, I felt like all the growth he had, he'd be like, all right, let's keep looking. Like, he'd be enthusiastic to, like, finish it. And it just, it felt a little bit forced. Like, I understand it's important for the character. It kind of fits the cliche movie thing. But, like, there's something about it that I was like, ah, I just wish that would have gone differently. Yeah, it kind of shows, like, it was, like, lack of effort. Like, you know, yeah, it's a place he knows, it's his high school, but maybe it's hidden, like, some kind of thing. You know, he didn't even, like, try. He just instantly, like, kind of blows up and just runs off. So, yeah, I agree. That was that was weird. Yeah, like, I can understand, like, a little blow up, but it was, like, all the character regrowth had just, like, instantly negated. Like, yeah, I, like, I understand. Give him kind of, like, a little hiccup, but it was, like, none of it. So, anyway, should we move on to our favorites? Yeah, let's do it. I'm anxious to hear Kelton's. I want to know. Okay, okay, okay. I was dying, absolutely dying when. Um, okay, what's the older brother's name again? It's Barley. Barley, when he sacrifices Guinevere and uh-huh. like, <laughs> going up there, like he's just saluting. That he salutes it, and then like the back tire pops, and it starts like kind of galloping like a horse. <laughs> And then, like the t- the all the tickets fly out the windows, and it and it flies like off the jump, and it like goes to like the unicorns' view as it's like flying. There's like a neigh or something like that. <laughs> Part of it was just like the music, and then just like how Barley set it up. I was dying, dude. I absolutely love that scene. It is it is by far my favorite scene in the movie. It was absolutely fantastic. It's so good. I oh. 
I was so that that scene and um there was another one. But what was the other scene that you thought was really funny? Oh, so my honorable mention favorite scene goes to the very end. It was actually like a super low key moment. I was just completely thrown. I was not expecting this to happen. So um they so it's right when Ian gets home from school and he's like talking to the dragon and then the cop, I forget his name, he like He's about to go outside in the wife, like, oh, you forgot your keys. And he, like, he pulls off his hair, reveals his absolute gorgeous man. He was like, I was bored to run. And he just starts going. I was like, what the heck? It was so good. I was expecting that to happen, but, like, the hair, what the heck? Like, I was expecting him to run, but the hair was just like, that came out of nowhere. I I just love that. That was his moment in the whole movie, just... I was bored to run, and then just gallops off into the sunset. <laughs> I was I, in the so watching it, seeing it before. I wanted to see if like and the times where like if he had his hair tied up or anything, and I couldn't really tell. I was like, I don't know where the frick he got his hair. Like, he just grew it out or something. <laughs> but that guy, I want to say this though. He was like, he was like the. He was horrible. I hated the dude. He was so annoying at the whole movie. And that, yeah. that scene, he's like, okay, all right. He can be in the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Oh. Oh, I love that. It was it was just so random. I was totally caught off guard. I was in my bed watching. I had to pause the movie and just laugh for like 30 seconds because it was just so funny. <laughs> so, yeah, those are my two favorite scenes. Uh. Honorable mention would either be like the end fight scene where Ian masters the spells. Uh, other super honorable mention, and it's just because like how well it endeared me to Ian, is at the beginning when he like tries to make breakfast like four times and everyone ruins his breakfast. It made my wife so sad. She just kept crying. But like, <laughs> I, it wasn't particularly enjoyable, but like it, it really endeared me to Ian, which Ian I really like. My favorite scene though is when Guinevere is sacrificed though. Like, one, because it's hilarious. Like, he's playing to Valhalla, which is, like, Viking heaven. <laughs> just so loose. Like, just a sure salute the whole time. But it's also, like, one of, like, the first moments where you really see the depth of Barley's emotion. And, like, that was another scene where my wife cried. Because she's like, she, he sacrificed his van. It's, like, the one thing he wanted to do with his dad was show him his van. And it was, like, so much self-sacrifice and, like, selflessness. But, like, hilarious and just emotion and Humor just perfectly combined and not favorite scene right there by far best scene of the movie. Oh yeah, solid dude, so good. What about you, Kate? So the reason why this is my favorite scene, the um, Guinevere sacrifice is an honorable mention, but this is my favorite scene because this is when when I like really broke the ice with this movie. Like, okay, this is a funny movie. This is a good movie to this point, and it's the point where, um, uh, oh my gosh, Barley gets shrunk and they're in the van. They're getting trying to run away from the pixie gang. <laughs> my bike riders is that oh, was weird um and so they're riding and so he's like trying to merge and the point where he tried to merge before when he failed and he's like i'm not ready and then like little part like you'll never be ready merge that whole part was <laughs> i got a kick out of that i was like all right this is funny i i like this movie so i i just like that movie because i just I don't know, that's where i realized that i should drop my expectations and just enjoy the movie yeah, yeah. Okay, 
I actually, thinking about this, like, doing this right now, it made me realize I want to add a quick, I don't know if we're going to do this for every movie, but I want to add another little segment, at least for this one. Who is your guys' favorite character in this movie? What about you, Harrison? Here, here, I'll, I'll talk, mine's Barley, and it was solidified right at the beginning when Barley goes to pick up Ian from school and he's inviting those people to his party. The part that I, I, that, that got me pretty good, I was laughing pretty good, was when Barley gets out and he's like, he, he like mentions something about Guinevere and he's like, oh, my mighty steed or something, and he slaps the hood of the car and the bumper falls up, he's like, oh, gotta fix that bad girl, and he like turns around and plumbers crack. As he's trying to fix the bumper on his car. I'm like, all right, Barley, you are sick. I like you right now. <laughs> so I, I think Barley, and he was, he was so awesome to Ian too. As you like look back on it, like he was always willing to like sacrifice everything for Ian. Like we know at the end, <clears throat> like he was like, okay, here, I'll go distract the dragon so you can see dad. Like he, that was his first like decision um it wasn't about him at all and he was always willing like okay let's go on adventure like he was always pushing his brother to be better and i just think barley was absolutely fantastic so yeah i would would say if you asked me at the start of the movie i did not like barley i thought he was rude and i just like he was kind of annoying and just rubbed me the wrong way but towards the end i was like i just have nothing but love for him so yeah he's barley's my favorite Mm -hmm. consensus all three of us love barley so all right. Well, last segment, we fall in. We'll make this a quick one because I know we're running out of time. We got things, places to go. But uh, fall in. This is where we get into the meanings, emotions of the movie, which this one has tons of. Um, yeah. Do you guys have any that you want to share? Um, yeah, go ahead, kid. It's the scene where Ian has to walk across the bottomless cliff, bottomless pit. Oh, yeah. And he's walking across, he's got the rope on him, or he tries it first and it doesn't work, and <clears throat> Ian is, he's straight up scared, and um, Barley turns on, hey, you can do this, and like, he's really being a mentor to him, but yeah, thinking about it, he's more than a mentor to him at this point, he's just, he's, like, he's being a, a father figure for Ian, and I realized that the second time I watched it, so this time I just watched, I just watched Barley and his like, how he how he was like that and it's throughout the whole movie he's like he's like he's like comforting Ian he's teaching him he's like encouraging him he's supporting him all the, the whole whole movie and I've come to love Barley so much because of that but this scene helped me realize it in the first movie it was like holy crap Barley is like amazing is when Ian's walking across and he doesn't realize the rope is untied and then Barley like realizes that and he's like oh crap he's like uh just keep going like don't look back and he's like trying to keep him to get over the cliff. And there's a point where Ian's like so happy that he's doing it. And then comes back to Barley and Barley's crying. He's like so scared for Ian. He's like, come on. And like, I don't know. I'm almost kind of, almost starting to feel emotional about this right now because just seeing how much he loves Ian in that scene. It's like, that is some brotherly love right there. That's like, he truly cares. That's because like, he just, I don't know. Barley doesn't ex- exhibit a lot of emotion. Yeah, I don't know if you realize that in the movie, but like at that point he realizes that like I could lose my brother and like he's like just just go just go, and it was it was awesome. I love that scene. That's yep. one of my other favorite scenes. Yeah, I love that scene too because it's like 
in a situation like that, the only option you have is to keep Ian believing in himself. Like, what What else? You, like, if Ian falls, is he going to use it again? Like, if he fell, he's obviously not going to succeed the second time. Like, you can do absolutely nothing. Like, your only option is to make him believe in himself. And Barley, just like, all the fear and, like, the excitement and, like, the mentoring and coaching all at the same time is just, I love that scene. And, like, the relationship it shows between Barley and Ian. And also how much it helps Ian grow. Yeah, and like, especially at the end of that scene when he's like, oh, but I needed the rope. And he's like, turns out you didn't or something like that. And it's like, oh, dang. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. And it was like, yeah, it was a big growing moment for Ian. But yeah, I, I definitely feel you there. And it was very good because you could like see in Barley like how like scared he was. And you could like hear it in his voice. But it was, it, it was a great acting scene. Like, I know it's not like real. It's like animation stuff. But still, I like you guys said, it it. It moved me too, so it moved you guys. So, um, but yeah, the thing I I really like about this movie, I got this vibe of like, um, I felt like this is a really cool shout out to people who don't necessarily grow up in like the stereotypical perfect family, you know, perfect family, but like circumstance of where you have both parents, you have great brothers and sisters or whatever, um, because it shows like how hard life could be for someone who didn't have, in this case, a dad growing up. You know, I, I can't relate in that sense. I have been blessed to have both my parents, like, alive in there while I was growing up. Um, but I felt like this movie did a really, really cool way of showing people that you could, in the end, yes, it's, it's like, family is very important, but sometimes it doesn't have to be, and this is where my take comes in. It doesn't have to be, like, through blood to choose. Like, you could choose who your family is. And we saw, like, Ian do that at the end as he looked at his list and realized that all the things he wanted to do, he was able to do with his brother. And that, yes, it would have been... Yes, like, he... he Of course, he wanted to do it with his dad. Obviously, he wanted to have that experience. But the fact that he realized his brother was there and that his brother was there for him... And yes, his brother wasn't his dad, obviously, but he was able to, like, make those memories and have those experiences with his brother. Um, and then it makes me realize, I'm watching right now the TV show Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I absolutely love it. It's so freaking funny. Go check it out. But um, there's a episode where, like, Jake Peralta, he also had, like, a very difficult childhood. And there's a scene, I think it's, like, a Thanksgiving episode or whatever, when he realizes, like, look, I may not have family to celebrate with, but I choose that you guys are my family. Like, referring to everyone who he, that he works with at like the precinct and they were his best friends and yes he didn't have those great family memories growing up but he could choose to have his family then and there and make those experiences with them so the message i get from that is like to anyone who may be like struggling with not having that brother or sister or father mother whatever that they always wanted that they could it, i'm sure it's very difficult but they can make the effort to find someone and fill that need through other friends and create your own family. Yeah. I, I like what you said there. It, Cause it's like a family is very, it can fluctuate and it's good that it can, because there's a lot of people who like, I have someone who has like, <clears throat> he doesn't really connect with his, 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 his family very well. But for some reason we have this connection that he really gets a lot out of. And so, he considers me as his as his family, you know, and it's 
it's it feels really it feels amazing to to know that like you're you need someone to be a father figure or a mother figure or like a brother or a sister and like you can find people it doesn't have to be be related to them to take those shoes and fill them not just like try to be that person but just really fill them and fulfill that need and desire and it's i don't know i've had a couple of i've always enjoyed having a mentor throughout my life and it's changed throughout the years and stuff like that but there's one i remember he was his name's brother his name's um mr miller he's uh one of my teachers that i knew and he was like he was this old dude and i when i first met him i didn't know i'd really connect with him but after after every class we'd always like have these conversations about you know life in general and stuff or just chatting and for some reason the way we talked the way we communicated it clicked and i seriously enjoy meet having met him even though i only knew him for about a year and a half two years like i still think about those conversations that we have and how needed those were and so connections like i said i have to, I said this before in another episode but connections are underrated and this this episode, this uh, movie really hits hard on that. So that's why yeah, I gotta I say about that. No, I totally agree with everything you guys said. I, I definitely do. the The movie kind of impacted me in a, a very very different way, though. And I hope my wife is okay with me saying this. But like, one of the reasons that she was so connected to Ian was because she's very similar. Like, she's incredibly capable, incredibly. Uh, talented, but like the fear of failure, the fear of not being good enough, like often prevents her from reaching that potential. And I feel like I'm more like Barley where like, I'm not the greatest at everything, but like, I sure I'm excited about it and like not afraid of it. And like, I'm, I, I don't know. I just feel like we're very, very similar to the two of them. And I, th- and it really like taught me like the correct way to love someone like that is to be more like Barley, which I am not. And I should be more like him, like someone that's filled with like so much love and encouragement and like pushing someone to do more. But like, of course, support and like trust going both ways. It just like, like just perfectly in a way to me portrayed my wife's and I relationship and just really impacted me that way. And like the role that Barley fills. And like, I feel like we've kind of been talking about like how Ian grows from it. But I, I also think it's an amazing story to see how like Barley is able to provide that growth for Ian and how important how important it is to be someone like Barley, which I want to be more like. Very solid stuff. I think this is a very surprising movie, like, by how much we got from it. Like, I was genuinely surprised. And I love the lesson that, like, I learned from this, and I hope to, like, live it now, so. Yeah, I agree. I love this movie. I really do. Solid. So, so that's a good spot thanks for, to, thanks for to, the to the end up at. Yeah, thanks everyone for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed the movie as much as we did, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy the more recent episodes. We're gonna be cranking out two week now and uh, doing some more relevant movies out. And when the theaters open again, we're definitely gonna be going there. So we're pretty excited. We've planned out some pretty exciting movies. So yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thanks guys. Ciao, ciao. All right. What it do, baby? Peace out, home dogs. Let's do it. When you need. 
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.